at the European conservative, realms of inversion of saints and shadows. I must say that I kind of, I, 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 I like the fact that this all Halloween, all Hallows Eve, All Saints Day and now All Souls Day, has taken on a reverential, penitential darkness, as I believe it should be. You know, the light that shines through is All Souls Day. And what a feast day it was yesterday. You know, I mean, as, uh, Ms. Cher and I committed to, after the program was over and after we went to Mass, that we're going to spend the day reveling in uh, the knowledge that we were under the care and under the watchful eye of our confirmation saints, patron saints, and the whole communion of saints. It's a beautiful, really beautiful thing. One of the most beautiful things you can ever meditate upon, contemplate, or ponder, and that we should act all feast ee and stuff. How many of you feasted yesterday? You should have feasted yesterday. That's the purpose of the feast. Now, today, All Souls Day, we remember all the holy souls. And yes, there is a purgatory. I will uh, allow Brother Andre, who knows a lot more about it than I do, and I don't want to get into any theological discussions because I'll blow it. And then I'll spend the next two days apologizing, correcting uh, uh, correcting the record, and then being emailed and heckled by correcty correctors. And you, you, you got it wrong. You. I did write a little substack about it today, but I mo mostly concentrated on it, and I... I think I want to talk about it from this point of view. How many coffin canonization funerals have you been to? That's not a rhetorical question. That's a real question. Pretty much every funeral. Yeah. How many, how many coffin canonizations? Oh, there's Aunt Mamie. God rest her soul. <laughs> but she's in a better place now. I love the one. She's in a better place now. How do you know? Or he's in a better place now. Um, hey, uh, Mrs. McGillicuddy, could you come over? How do you, uh, how do you know <laughs> he's in a better place? How do you, how do you know that she's in a better place? And no, I'm, I'm just asking for a friend of the family. And then it proceeds from there in a better place to. There's Uncle Bobo. Oh, I could just see him now. He's at that great cigar bar, 19th hole in the sky. He's with Jesus, and he's having an old-fashioned and a Monte Cristo, and he's looking down upon us and smiling. And I go, dude, that's the Muslim version of paradise with 72 virgins and all the accoutrement of this world. Remember, we are told, and I think we have it on pretty good authority, we are not made for this world. We were made to repopulate heaven, to replace those that are missing in heaven, which are the angel class, it said, non sariam, I will not serve, follow Lucifer, and we're kicked out by St. Michael. God goes like, I, I don't need you. I can make my own. I got my own. I'm going to call a man. 
So Aunt Mamie and Uncle Bobo are not smiling. They're not now looking down on you. And now it, let's just pretend for a moment that they made it to the beatific vision or that they made it to heaven or that they went to the pearly gates and St. Peter said, enter. Uh, you have done well, child, enter. Or maybe Our Lady was standing there going like, hey, I can't, I've been waiting your whole life to hug you. The beatific vision is going to not consist of parties. God is not the world's oldest version of John Belushi. This may come as a surprise to many people, most people. But when we say or write memento mori, we mean remember death. Why? How many of you remember, uh, I want to say it was an old Tom and Jerry cartoon. I, I probably saw it in more place than one. The tune goes like this. Pray for the dead and the dead will pray for you. You ever heard the tune? Pray for the dead and the dead will pray. That's for All Souls Day. I mean, that's that's to, so people would be reminded to pray for the suffering holy souls. And it's just one of these, uh, it, it's one of the things that many people or many of us now lament that is missing from the modern world because it's not taught anymore. You know, there was a priest. It wasn't Father Altman. By, by the way, Father Altman will be a guest on this show later this month. He, he, he has agreed and has confirmed. Uh, there was a priest, and I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, he was officiating at a, a new rite of mass, Novus Ordo, Requiem Mass, a funeral mass, for a parishioner. Um, I believe it was a parishioner. And he was asked to say a few words. The family said, would you please say a few words? And the words that he chose were because the person in the casket, I believe, I want to say it was a teenager, committed suicide, that we could not possibly know the destination of that soul, and it was a very real possibility that it didn't turn out so well, that purgatory would have been a blessing. You know that the family went after him, cursed him on that day, and then ultimately prevailed upon the bishop to remove him as pastor from that church. This is the world in which we live in. When you do get that rare Catholic priest that really believes in the vows of his ordination and really believes it's a real presence and really believes that there are angels and demons and there's heaven and there's hell and that there's purgatory in between and really believes in the catechism, he's going to ultimately, in many occasions, Sadly, he's going to be met by parishioners and by followers who are going to deny him, who are going to, to help fulfill our Lord's prophecy. These things that they have done to me, if you follow me, so will they do to you. So perhaps it may be true that this has been going on since uh, St. Polycarp 
or said St. John the Evangelist retreated to Patmos Island to meditate and write the apocalypse. Uh, but I would hazard a guess to say that there were far more the uh, men of the cloth, if you will, a thousand years ago that were uh, 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 that were around a thousand years ago that knew memento mori and actually preached it and taught it and that the faithful actually believed it. We know this because of the artwork that exists and has survived to this day. We know this because Dante Alighieri's, you know, everyone thinks that Dante only wrote one book, The Inferno. I quote, I've read Dante's Inferno. Uh, well, I'm sure you could, and I hope it was nice cold milk. But did you read the other two? What? What are you talking about, Brad? It's just Inferno. It's just hell. No, there's Purgatorio, then there's Paradisio. There's three, there's three, uh, there's, there's three parts. If you're going to read the Inferno, you have to read the Purgatorio, and then you have to read the Paradisio. Remember to uh, last Lent, that's what I read. I read Dante. Or, no, two lints ago, I read Dante. I didn't quite finish Paradisio. I've, I've got like three cant, uh, uh, canticles left, uh, or cantos left, as, as, as the Italians would call them. 